Hello, this is Kevin from Conrad Valley chatting to Renee on her fantastic channel about her recent stay here and the future of luxury travel. Kevin, as you know, I've recently stayed in your beautiful property in Bali and I, you're the general manager there, but I believe you started as an elevator trainee in this business. Tell us about that. Um, well, I, I, I did start in Hilton's management training program. I was lucky to join back way, way back and was one of the first groups that came through. But uh, before that, in fact, um, just to give you some background, I'm a skier and I always wanted to work in a ski resort. And after having done one solid season in Whistler, I realized that beach life might be more my pace. So that's how I got here. Somebody said Bali. I said, yes, let's wow. go. You, you've been there for ages, right? 11 years now, lucky. That's incredible. And look, many people are saying in the new world, the future of luxury travel, at least for the moment, is in Southeast Asia. Sitting in Bali, how do you see it? I think that Southeast Asia is an excellent space. There's lots of opportunity, especially as we emerge over the past two years situation. The connectivity that exists between centers in Southeast Asia is amazing. The desire to travel, everybody's interested in understanding a little bit more about what's going in in the surrounding countries. People are moving quickly from place to place, short trips, so on. And as borders and open and restrictions drop, that connectivity is really excellent and, and the desire to travel is certainly there. Yeah, absolutely. And what are you seeing at the changing demands of the new luxury tra traveller? You know, I think that as we see more people travelling, I would think it's about authenticity and I don't know if it's if it's a, a difference, but it's certainly, it's certainly heightened now. People are searching for an authentic experience and Bali has that mm. readily available particularly as we as we talk about the wellness experiences that um, people are searching for. The last two years have put incredible pressures on, on all of us in different ways. And that uh, opportunity to sort of disconnect from the, the world that we've been living in and reconnect with ourselves in a different way, that's what people, I think, are, are looking for today. And that's available really in, a, in an authentic way here in Bali through the, the spirit of Bali, the culture of Bali, and the various experiences that uh, that you can enjoy, for example, the sound healing that we've uh, that we've been able to put forward to our guests that's available here in Bali that we put on on a regular basis here in the Infinity Chapel that really allow your chakras to release and for you to rebalance your inner inner soul, inner spirit, and then allow your body to heal itself. Yeah, I, I was lucky enough, as you know, to experience that with you. Um, one of the first people to experience it. Now, sound healing has been around for a long time. And those who don't know about it, this is an hour-long session where an incredible group of musicians play a variety of uh, instruments, including a didgeridoo at one point, a shell, and you basically meditate. And as Kevin said, the vibrations are said to calm and heal the body. And this is all part of a whole sensory experience, I believe, that Conrad, that you developed when you were shut down with the staff. 
Yeah, we, we, we kept going throughout the whole thing, Renee, and it was one of those things that we said, what are we going to do as we keep going? And, and even though the numbers of guests may have been down, we, we stayed uh, very positive about what, what people will be looking for. And to answer this kind of question was in our minds. So the team went to work hard at work and came up with this experience so that guests really could get out and feel that wonderful vibration moment where their, their bodies are just put at peace, put at ease, and people are able to, to feel the excitement of being back in Bali and having that connection again. Absolutely. And tell me, I also did the full moon experience. And tell me about the Balinese relationship with the full moon every 28 days. The, the, the full moon, I mean, Bali's calendar is, is almost entirely based on the moon cycle and it follows a different calendar than the Gregorian calendar. That uh, moment where you're at the beach and, and enjoying that moonrise is something extremely special. And throughout the, the, uh, the last two years, we would gather as a team every full moon and every dark moon at temple and pray together. And as that vibration was happening with the chanting and so on, that, that moment for us to connect, we thought was special for, for not just us, but as guests were coming by, we're saying, hey, can I participate? Can I be part of this? And then we started to build it into um, an experience where everybody could join. And today, as you're doing, as you're joining that experience, you're really seeing something special um, mm. on that moment because you're able to connect again with nature and around you and to see just what's happening. You see the, the, the beautiful night sky on a dark moon or on a, what's called a dark moon here, but a new moon or the incredible, uh, the incredible shine of the moon as it comes across on a full moon. It's, and it's really a beautiful, yeah, a beautiful blessing involved, not to spoil it for everyone. And that open fire at the end where you get rid of your negative energy or any negative energy in your aura and bring in the positive energy. That was the highlight for me. I just love that. Thanks, Renee. And I, I, I wanted to keep some of those secrets, but it's a good thing to bring it out. I mean, a lot of us have some pent up negativity over the last two years that we want to release. Yeah. And, and just writing that little note down about what you want to get rid of and how you want to you know, rid your mind and your, and your soul of that, and you see it burning in the fire, it really is releasing, isn't it? Oh, incredible. And look, the other activity that I really loved, I mean, to be honest, you, as you can hear, I genuinely just loved all of it, was making your own fragrance. And, and when you told me about that, I thought, oh, that sounds a little bit daggy. And it was quite the contrary, because the company doing it are French. You know, I speak French and I was speaking French with a woman who runs it. And the fragrance is a really high standard and quite out of this world. So tell us a bit about that. The ability for people to reconnect to their bodies through through uh, vibrations is one thing, but that through the sense of smell is really something mm. super compelling and super strong. It's one of the strongest uh, senses that we have that take us back to different places, right? In our minds and in our in our memories, as as people have experiences with different smells and different scents at different times of their life, they connect with that um, in a very very meaningful manner. So as, as you're taken through the experience of different smells and the different fragrances that are available, that mean that really is something that means something to you and, yes. and connect that through your, through your mind and through your heart is extremely powerful. So when you, when you do make up your own sense, it's probably not something uh, by coincidence. It's probably something a little bit more uh, meaningful than just saying, oh, I like that smell. It's understanding a little bit about why and what it means to you 
and yeah. the different energies that it can release. And you go through this questionnaire, which I really liked about, you know, whether you consider yourself, for example, to be passionate, romantic, energetic, quiet, a whole lot of things. So as you say, the resulting fragrance is a compilation of your very personality and essence. Indeed, indeed. Mm. And I, it, I, it, it draws on experiences that you probably uh, put away for a while. Yeah. Uh, and, and to bring those back out is a, is a very healing experience in itself. And then there's the forest bathing, which is, of course, a Japanese concept that's been around for quite some years. I think the 80s, they really coined that term, where you really connect with the earth. And you're taking guests and doing that in the middle of Bali. When you get, a lot of people know Bali to be beautiful beaches, uh, the ocean, as well as temples and that kind of experience. But certainly there's an incredibly rich uh, jungle and forest uh, as, as you step out of the hotel even. And the mangroves are one area just, just around here. But once you get up into the middle of Bali at a bit of an elevation, the entire, uh, the entire forest experience changes. The, the fauna changes and to be able to go out into that into that space is something that not a lot of people do on a regular basis and we're all busy uh, in our in our daily lives the opportunity to get out and connect again with nature is probably limited and to be able to do that here in Bali you, the smells are so powerful uh, being able to go out and taste some of the elements that uh, that you're there as, as our guide takes you through there those elements and those those opportunities, are extremely special, extremely impactful, and take you on, uh, take you to a space that you're going to remember for quite some time. I agree, and there's an overwhelming sense from everyone I'm speaking to on this series in wellness about nature, and everyone is saying the answer to everything, whether it's anxiety, general stress, um, you know, even exhaustion, anything in that category, is to simply connect with nature, which is what you're suggesting. I mean, I feel like even when I come to Bali. Just even the beach, I'm connecting with nature because I live in Jakarta in a big city. I think when you get out of the uh, the airport in Bali and you smell the incense mm -hmm. right away, it takes you to another space and you say, yes, mm, I'm in right, Bali. Totally, totally agree. And another sensory experience you're offering is cooking. And what I really love about this is I think you, you told me that if someone, if a guest is in the restaurant and they say, oh, my goodness, I just love this traditional dish, whatever it is, you will then have a cooking class like a bespoke cooking class indeed for them to teach them how to make it Every, everybody's different right renee and everybody's got a, a sense of how much they've cooked in the past or or maybe uh some of the the dishes that are their favorites and if you look at um let's say the ingredients available in bali might not be so so different than what's available in, in the rest of southeast asia but they are the spice islands right and and, yeah. and to be able to come here and to say wait a minute I use this at home, but it's actually from here. Maybe I only get it in a powdered dry form at home. Here I get the fresh ingredients and to be able to, to, to peel uh, turmeric and, and to be able to use it yourself and know that you're probably going to need a glove because it's so, it just yeah, sort of gets all over you. This, yeah. this type of experience is so, is so special. Again, like the forest bathing, you know, it takes you to another place. When people are enjoying a meal created here by our team, the team is from here, right? We don't have anybody that's not from here. This is not from you. for them, <laughs> and, except for me, except for me, right, right. Um, but our, our culinary and, and food and beverage service teams are all from here. And, you know, sometimes you take for granted what you have at home. But once they are engaging with our, with our guests and being able to share that experience, the pride that comes out is so, is so beautiful. 
and the story that, that comes from that is, is authentic. It's what people are looking for. And that uh, when, when you are, when people are enjoying the food, it's, it's almost like a, 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 the, the Balinese culture to say, well, let me show you tomorrow. What time are you available? Uh, would you like me to do that with you? So it goes from saying, you know, uh, on Mondays at three o'clock in the Bali, there's a cooking class to what, what did you just enjoy? Maybe you'd like to see this tomorrow. Would you like me to show you how I created this dish or maybe this dish plus another dish? And it really becomes something special for each guest. It's beautiful. It's medicine for the body too, in a lot of ways, isn't it? Yes, we are what we eat. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what I really love, um, Kevin, about your sensory experience is that it's not an overly demanding program. You know, there are wellness facilities that people want and they want to just eat, you know, drink green juice and do yoga 17 times a day and all of that, which definitely have their place. But I sure. think that Conrad Barley, your program is for anyone of any age and you can check in and check out to any of the activities we're talking about to really maximise or just dabble in, you know, the elements of wellness that you have on offer, right? You know, how many times we reach out to guests and we ask them, what are your plans for, for your holiday? And many of them come back and say, we don't know. We'll let you know when we get there. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, people aren't into it. Uh, many people, I mean, some are, but many of our guests are not into a restricted program for if they're staying, coming for four days, maybe they want to know what they're going to eat tonight, but tomorrow they'll decide tonight and so on, right? So this is, uh, I think, our ability to adapt to their schedules, how they're feeling, uh, you know, how, how things are going. That ability of our team is what makes us special and our team of, of special to be able to personalize the experience for our guests. And even though we are a, a bit of a larger resort, that's, the, that's what makes Conrad special. You're at home, you're being taken care of by our team. Yeah, absolutely. And just tell us a bit about the resort. I mean, the highlight for me really was just the view. I mean, it's paradise. You've got these three incredible buildings with beautiful rooms in them, overlooking these just beautiful, gorgeous gardens with swimming pools and then the ocean. I mean, it's just, if all I did was just sit there and look at that ocean and sit in the gardens, that was enough. It's beautiful. Am I making you jealous right now? <laughs> yes. Right now. It, it, it is. I mean, when you're, when you're sitting maybe in an apartment or in a, in a house in a major city, or in a place that's a little bit drawn back from the ocean, you're able to <clears throat> sit here and look out at blue, look out at green, see, see the ocean like you can touch it right in front of you. Uh, Conrad is very narrow to the beach and very long to the beach. It's not set back from the beach. And while our ocean facing rooms are in fact, the ones that sit right on the, ed the end of the building and have a direct ocean view, many and most of our, our guest rooms which right now in the resort side are fully renovated mm -hmm. as of the end of 2019. Uh, they have a partial ocean view or certainly see the ocean very, very close by. And being able to, like you say, look out across the beautifully manicured gardens, reach your eyes a little bit further out to the ocean and see the waves crashing out there on the reef. It's, it's completely serene and takes you to another space. Oh, totally agree. And sustainability has been a big driver of yours. I know you have just shifted to Byredo um, products in the showers in sort of single-use um, containers, which I'm sure we can show. Byredo being one of the most luxurious uh, fragrance brands in the world right now. It's Parisian. So what other drives and what are you doing to focus on sustainability there? Yes, Byredo, we are implementing, as we speak, the 450 mil um, large size containers that are uh, decomposed within two years after after use. And we think that 
um, that guests are going to be really blown away by the, the scent and the fragrance that comes from this from this product. And, and knowing that they're going into every room is, mm -hmm. is really special for us. Um, the other elements I think that people may not know that we do on a, on a very regular basis is about how we have been for many years already repurposing soap. So we take any of the bar soap, of course, that um, is partially used and we're able to then reform it in a, in a sanitary manner and then give it, uh, donate it to, to our local community that we work with on a regular basis. So it's quite circular in that sense. Uh, they produce uh, the, the jamu for us in the morning. It goes on to our, our morning buffet, which is a, a local energy drink with uh, basically turmeric and tamarind and a few other spices. Um, they buy that and then we donate back to them, primarily the, the repurposed soap. Um, our cooking oil is sent to a, uh, a place that, uh, that, that repurposes it to another, another type of fuel. Uh, we donate our linens to mainly uh, a, a group called Mountain Mamas that, produce, that turns it into uh, reusable bags. Uh, lots of these activities that we do um, are, have been going on for some time, and we're looking to continue that and improve on that. As we emerge and as, as all of the, um, the, the partners are, are re-engaging into a, a more normal activity right now, as we come out of the situation, it's, 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 it's what we need to do. It is. And I think it's particularly relevant for Conrad Barley because of the size of the hotel. Can you just tell us, I mean, how, how big is the land? How many rooms are there? It's hard so for people just, watching to get a grip on just how big this place is. We're we're, ju we're just about 370 uh, rooms, suites, and villas total. Uh, we're on seven hectares of land stretched along 350 meters of beach front uh, overlooking the Indian Ocean directly east as you watch the, both the sunrise and the moonrise. Spectacular location. The, the resort can host up to maybe seven, 800 guests at one time. So that's a lot of food that's produced. That's a lot of uh, a lot of consumables. So when we looked at uh, this in the past and we knew that, you know, this sustainability was one of our core elements, we moved um, already some years back away from plastics in the room. We've moved to reusable uh, glass bottles with a local supplier and we worked yeah. with them to, to, to tool up to what they needed to do to be to meet our expectation in terms of uh, certifications. And they've been doing that already for some years. So we've eliminated uh, that plastic from, our, from our, uh, our operations already for some years. And then we've also done that across the board with straws and all of the rest of the consumables that you might have seen. So this is an old story, so I don't want to go on about it. That's but as you said, yeah. um, the amenities right now is now possible. And we're really thrilled about that as well. So, um, so how many staff? How many staff did you say? We're just about 350 staff right now. It's a lot, isn't it? a lot of people yeah. to be managing and yeah yeah I, I love all of the sustainability and i think that is absolutely what people want and what is needed especially in a place like bali but all over the world and i want you to explain your outfit i've never interviewed someone on this podcast <laughs> wearing your traditional balinese outfit you look fantastic kevin i love that about you you put yourself out there <laughs> Wait, man, I, I, I can't get it up high enough but it's i am on in sarong today Fantastic. So it is Thursday, it is Balinese dress day across Bali here. And, and it's something that, uh, you know, we take a lot of pride in and show showcase to our guests. Oh, wonderful. And what's the best thing about being a GM at in, in Bali at the Conrad? I would say 
the best thing for me about my my role is that I'm able to, I guess, unlock the potential of our team. You know, I see myself when I was doing my skiing and so on as a coach and, and learning how to coach coach people to to achieve what they wanted to achieve. And that's that hasn't changed for me as a in my role, whether I'm in uh, Canada or or in Bali, it's it's similar. And then it just comes down to adapting to what um, what are the dreams and aspirations of our team are. You know, for yeah. some it's to aspire to a particular title. Others, it's to have impact in our communities. I mean, one of our team members has now changed his role to sustainability and quality manager. So this is something that is passionate for him. And it matches up with what we're trying to do. So unlocking this type of potential is really what our role is about, my role is about, as well as our leaders. And that's the way we approach things. So that, um, yeah, it's, it's, and when you see it, it's like, it's like seeing your kids achieve what they want to achieve. You know, you're, you're so proud of them in the end. And because they're, 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 they're doing what they want to do. Yeah. 100%. And how often do you get back to Canada? I mean, you know, when it's not a pandemic. I, I try to do that at least once a year. And, uh, you know, for the last three years, it hasn't been possible. So I'm looking forward to doing that in a few months from now. You always go go when you can ski? It's funny you say that. I I go back in the summer. (laughs) No. Um, You live in the summer permanently. I haven't been skiing in a while. You know, I I, I went a a few years ago and I I proved it to myself that muscle memory is is a thing, however you want to say it. And I was able to get back on the boards and and they did what they were supposed to do. So I I was relieved. But, um, you know, summer's a nicer time in Canada for me. I enjoy it more. Interesting, interesting. And what would you say your biggest challenge is now as GM of Conrad Bali? It's a good question. Um, I think the, the opportunities are there now to really make um, some major moves forward when it comes to authenticity, sustainability, and really learning from the last two years in a meaningful way. I think yeah. that we can really know that we can do more with less, um, you know, and that's not about maximizing and, and overstretching things. I think that we boiled down some of the things that we were doing in the past to where we, what we know are the core elements and then we know what we need to do on a, on a consistent and detailed basis. So I think that, um, that the challenge now is to react in a very efficient and rapid manner. And the challenge really is, is that I think that it's been referred to in a number of different articles and so on about the light switch effect. You know, the, the people are expecting, okay, travel's on, everything's on and you're good. Everything's full speed. And I think that um, people are realizing in a, in a meaningful way through personal experience that it's not just like that anymore. That, no. um, you know, just to get on a plane like they used to isn't so easy. Um, you know, to get, to get place to place and to look for what you're looking for isn't so easy. But for us to, to be really ahead of that and to offer really what people are expecting when they get here is our challenge. And I'm really oh, thrilled that the team has taken that challenge on and, and turned it into the experience that you had when you were here just, uh, just a little bit ago. Absolutely. Well, I think a lot of people even expect more because they're having such, when they're traveling, I mean, they're having such a time with the airlines, whether they're delayed, they lose their luggage, they, you know, they're transferred, you know, we've all been through it already. Um, so that when they arrive at a hotel, they want even more. It's like you need to, you know, appreciate what I've been through to get here kind of thing, right? And I mean, even this sure. morning, I, I got an email from one of my readers saying, Renee, can you please write a story on the 10 things I need to be aware of before I get on an international flight? Because I'm really nervous. <laughs> That's what's starting to happen. <laughs> and I'm thinking, just don't be in a hurry. That's the main thing. Because you probably That's won't get point. them when you think you will. 
Give yourself some time. Give yourself some extra time. Oh, 100%. And Australia's been like a very, you know, historically a big supporter of Bali. Are they coming back? Do you think they will step up again? Oh, absolutely. Um, we have many, many Australian guests walking through the arrival area saying, we're back. <laughs> I've been waiting for this moment. Um, Australians, as well as many, many others from different parts of Southeast Asia, Europe, North America, that sense of we made it is yeah. very real. As soon yeah. as they arrive in the lobby, you know, like you say, after you've been through airports, security checks, lineups, um, all of those things. And, you know, uh, we feel for them because it's, it's an incredibly complex process for, for everybody to adapt to, to get things back on. And we appreciate all the work that's being done through all of those different areas to get people to where they finally end up on. And the dream is to be at the, at the hotel lobby and to move to their guest room and enjoy the facilities. Yes, they're coming from everywhere. They're coming from Australia, yes, but certainly from many parts of the world. And we're thrilled to have them all back. Isn't that fantastic? Well, look, I just, you know, can't recommend Bali more highly. I've always loved it, but I think it's even better than ever now. I mean, you know, to me, the pandemic has cleared away literally a lot of rubbish because people like the staff at your hotel have spent, a, you know, many, many hours and days and weeks cleaning up the mangroves near the hotel, you know, on the other side of the island, the beaches. So it really does feel very clean. The air is very clear. I don't think there's been a better time to visit Bali than right now. Agreed. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful space right now. Um, a lot of areas have been refreshed. We've been part of some of that, like you said, and we're thrilled to be part of that. I mean, it's it's meaningful to see uh, things improving. There's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of things to to do. Let's let's just put that out there, and not say that we that we're done. But um, we've had a lot of people come back and saying how how well that they feel the island is doing, and they're really thrilled to see everybody again and connect. I mean, a lot of guests have personal relationships with with people from from bali that they stay keep in yeah. touch with when they're away to so that it's almost like coming back and seeing family again in many ways i think indonesians are like that they're such beautiful people agreed yeah agreed. Agreed. so before we go kevin where to from here for you my wife and i are recently open water certified divers so wow. it's it's the new thing. It's one of those things through the pandemic we said we would do. And as we saw the end of the pandemic coming, we said, okay, we better start doing this now. We, we were certified <laughs> and now it's head to the east and discover all of the amazing places that uh, are available in Indonesia for diving. Fantastic. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Yeah. It's something that, you know, as, as it's available right here off of the shores of Bali, uh, Nusa Penida right in front. Uh, the northeast shore is available. We've done those. It's spectacular. Off of Lombok and Gili, uh, Labuan Bajo would be next. It's a special place in the world. I mean, Canada might be known for skiing, right? But Indonesia, you, you're certainly known for, for diving. And you're, and you're a hotel GM. And if you're like every other hotel GM in the world, you won't be there forever. So you need to enjoy it while you are. <laughs> Agreed. 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 Thank you so much for your time. And thanks again for hosting me. And I hope to see you soon, Kevin. Renee, such a pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. We'll see you again soon. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't forget to subscribe here and follow us on Instagram and Facebook for regular travel updates. You can also hear our episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.